Hello and welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast, the show that empowers you to wake up to your full potential and achieve your biggest goals and dreams. I am your host, Hal Elrod, and I invite you to join us each week as we share actionable strategies to take your life to the next level, as well as interview world-class experts and entrepreneurs who have achieved extraordinary goals themselves, and we ask them to give you a peek behind the curtain and teach you exactly what you need to do to do the same. Ready? Here we go. Hey, Goal Achievers, it's Hal Elrod, and whether you are brand new to the Achieve Your Goals podcast or you've been a uh, longtime listener, thank you for that, you may have noticed that I almost never, ever have sponsors for the Achieve Your Goals podcast, and that is because when I started the podcast in 2012, my only intention was to add value for my readers of the Miracle Morning and members of the Miracle Morning community, and while I don't think there's anything wrong with having sponsors, you know, especially if you're recommending Uh, things that you personally use or believe in, but I don't have any plans on bringing on sponsors because adding value uh, to your life and your world is still my main commitment and and why I'm doing this. Um, So because of that, other than one or two random instances, I've never really had a sponsor or uh, earned money directly from the podcast. Now, I'm not trying to make you feel bad for me. I do benefit a lot from the podcast and I hope you do too, but uh, there has been one huge benefit from the podcast that in my opinion uh, outweighs any sponsors that I could potentially bring on. And that is the best year ever blueprint live experience and how many of our listeners end up attending the live event. Um, when we survey, we always you know survey our audience before or after the event and say, where'd you hear about the best year ever blueprint live experience? And uh, again, it's our annual event that happens every December in San Diego. And on that form, a large percentage always are, oh, you know, I was listening to your podcast and you did a commercial on it or you talked about it or whatever. So you could say that I'm my own sponsor, right? So uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, we'll be talking about it more over the next few weeks, but check it out, bestyeareverlive.com. It is a scientifically designed, community-created experience that is designed to elevate your awareness, reflection, and reconnection with your inner wisdom while inviting you to reinvent your highest self. So in other words, the best year ever blueprint is unlike any event that you've ever been to. And I can say that with a lot of conviction, uh, A, because our attendees tell us that, B, because I go to a lot of events and most of them are taking notes and going home and applying your notes. And let's be honest, those notes you could have gotten on Google or in a book for 20 bucks instead of spending spending you know hundreds and hundreds or thousands of dollars to go to an event. Uh, well, that's why at Best Year Ever, we do very differently. John Berghoff and I co-host the event and it's about you and the experience that you have, not what you learn. That's why we call it the best year ever blueprint live experience, not just live event. Yes, it's an event, but anyway, the best thing you could do, I'm not going to go into too much detail on this episode. I just wanted to tell you about it. Go to bestyeareverlive.com. Watch the video. That's where you actually get to relive last year's best year ever blueprint live experience and see for yourself what it is all about. So I do hope that I see you there. It is life-changing. We've got about 200 and I I don't know the exact number, like just under 300 spots are taken and we can fit about, usually it's 400 to 450 people in the room. I don't know if we're in the same room this year. I'll have to find those details out and I will definitely let you know the details, but for now, just check out the video, see if it's a good fit. And if it is, you can secure your spot at bestyeareverlive.com. All right, Goal Achievers, I love you and I hope you enjoy today's episode of the Achieve Your Goals podcast. Hey. 
here we go, goal achievers. Hey, it is Hal Elrod, and I am at home right now in my home office. And uh, where are you right now? Where are you listening? I know you could be anywhere in the world because it's crazy. We do have listeners from 70 countries or I don't know, 80, a lot of countries. But uh, welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast. And this podcast, of course, designed to help you achieve your most important goals and dreams. And as I go through life, I keep getting more clarity on what I feel like really is important to us. And also some illusions of how we've been duped, if you will, into what what should be important to us or what other people say should be important to us. In fact, I've been teasing this idea of uh, or that I'm going to do a podcast on societal conditioning and how society has conditioned us to think that we're supposed to do certain things like go to school and get a degree and get a good job and work really hard and then retire and, you know. And that's just one of many, many, many things that society and the media and such conditions us to think that's important. And I feel like, you know, again, we've been kind of being duped. I don't know if it's intentional, but I don't want to get too off the rails here today because that's not the topic of today's podcast. But I want you to know that I haven't forgotten that particular topic. In fact, I've been adding to my notes on that almost every single day. And uh, I just feel like it's almost worthy of a book in and of itself. So I don't want to just turn on the recording button on the podcast and just start spouting random ideas. I want to really bring you some coherent thoughts and ideas around that topic when the time is right. But I want you to let you know if those of you that listen every week and you're like, Hal, I thought you were going to do this societal conditioning episode after you followed up with the human nature episode. And we will in the perfect timing. So with that, I do have an exciting guest. Uh, I don't know if exciting is the right word. I have a guest that's going to change your freaking life by changing your brain today, changing your mind. Dr. Shannon Irvine is an entrepreneur, high achievement mentor, host of the Epic Success Podcast, and really, maybe most importantly related to what we're going to talk about today, she has a PhD in neuropsychology and she's a philanthropist as well. And Dr. Shannon helps her clients neurohack their success and build an epic life and business that they love by harnessing the power of the brain to hardwire productivity goal attainment, and high-performance mindset mastery. And this is why I wanted to bring her on because I'm just a huge believer that we have to condition our brain, right? I talk about this a lot in the Miracle Morning book, that that's the benefit to me of affirmations more than probably any of the other practices of the Miracle Morning, is you're able to basically design in writing the blueprint for your brain. And then through utilizing daily affirmations and and meditation and things like that, you're conditioning, reconditioning your subconscious mind to believe the beliefs that you are designing, that you're choosing, that will best serve you to overcome anything that's held you back up until this point in your life or achieve anything that you want. I, however, am very unscientific. I have no PhD after my name. Shannon does, so she can bring a scientific approach to my common sense approach, if you will. And uh, I was on her podcast recently the Epic Success Podcast. And she started talking about the neuroscience of unwavering faith. She was interviewing me about the miracle equation. And of course, one of the components of the miracle equation is unwavering faith. And she started talking about the neuroscience. And I go, I reached out afterwards. I said, would you write like a blog post or something? Or is there anything like what you said on the podcast is beyond my understanding, like beyond my knowledge base, but it was freaking brilliant in combining this woo-woo concept of unwavering faith And bringing it down to how maintaining unwavering faith is literally what it's doing to your brain that is crucial to your success. And she wrote a blog post. I, in fact, will link it in the show notes. I encourage you to check it out. The blog post is called The Neuroscience of Success, Unwavering 
faith. And so it is my great pleasure to bring on Shannon because her mission is to help entrepreneurs and individuals go for their God-given dreams, go for your God-given dreams by giving you the step-by-step blueprint to go from dream to launch in a way that honors what you value most. Shannon Irvine, Dr. Shannon, it's a pleasure to have you. It's Shannon. Thanks, Hal. I'm super excited to be on the podcast. Long time listener, just like everybody listening. So super. Um, so wait, so you don't force people to call you Dr. Shannon? You're okay with No, you? I do not. I prefer not. Yes. <laughs> Some people are like correct. He's like that. It's doctor. You're like, oh, okay, sorry. Oh, so I did. You know, it's funny. A lot of people will, um, will say that. And I always clarify it. You know, I'm not, I was never the smartest one in the room. And during that time, I was the one who went and got her PhD out of like sheer desperation. So, <laughs> so talk about that. Start where you think it makes sense. But how did you get into the going for that PhD and get into the work that you do? Oh, I love that question so much because I was like your typical entrepreneur, right? I had a couple businesses, I have my nonprofit and I have my consulting business. And I'm one of those people who loves my vision and gets fired up by it and could go 24-7 because I just love what I get to do, which was all amazing and worked well until um, I got married. <laughs> and then I had to kind of figure out how to do that with another human being, right? And and although we were both adults, so we could figure that out. It wasn't you know that difficult. He knew who he was marrying. And so uh, that just became something we figured out. But It wasn't until I had my son, Max, where all of a sudden in my mind, I started creating this conversation of it's got to be either or. Like, I I can't possibly be a good mom, be there for everything for him, and also keep the level of excellence, keep the level of belief and vision and all those things that were so important to me. And I started to really honestly think that I'm going to have to give something up. Hmm. And I just had one of those moments where I literally was just really upset. And I started thinking, well, what if, what if both are possible? But right now I don't have the skill to make both possible at this point. So then I started reaching out to mentors that at least on the outside looked like they had a great family. They were balancing it. They had their values and priorities high and they were, you know, really crushing it with their businesses. And it turned out that the mentor that I chose actually had all that together. And it wasn't a facade, it was real. And in that mentorship, I quickly started learning that it wasn't strategy, a funnel, a certain kind of productivity, scheduling. It was none of the externals. It was all in the way she thought. She thought differently than I did. She believed differently than I did. And she stood in integrity and in her decisions in a way that I hadn't been up to that point. So it just started lighting a fire under me. Like she thinks so differently than me. What if it was just really the way you think that changes everything? Hmm. And I just became obsessed with it and started studying, started looking up things. And as soon as I started diving into this idea that you can change the way you think and that you actually have control over the way you think, And you can create the life that you want and the whole neuroplasticity and using your brain chemicals for you instead of just letting them be on autopilot. I started getting hooked in the neuroscience of success. And I'm the weirdo that said, oh, let me just go get a PhD because I want to learn everything I can about it. Not not so that I can help people in a counseling 
type of way, but so that I can help myself first. And then eventually I helped the people I was consulting. And then now I've helped thousands of entrepreneurs just really be able to take your thinking off autopilot and start to become the creator of your thoughts so that you can create the life that you want. And that's really where it started. And I started neurohacking myself. Mm. And it really worked so quickly that I thought, okay, you know, it was, it was so interesting. I'm in rooms with brilliant scientists, for, you know, in neuroplasticity and all these different areas, but they weren't putting the puzzle pieces together. Like you could actually plug these things all in together and create a life and a vision and a impact and a legacy that you want. And I was asking all these kind of questions and they were more interested in the science of it all. But uh, I hacked myself first. And then with my consulting clients that I had, I started applying this puzzle piece type of methodology together with them. And I saw them quickly double their business or one person, you know, was still not married and they were very, they had a seven figure business already. They were married within a couple months and their business is shot up. And so I knew, oh my gosh, this, this really works. This idea of training your brain and untraining the stories that have been holding you back. It's the way we were wired and designed from the beginning. And it's being able to take control of that and having a step-by-step method to be able to do it. And then I just lit a fire for me to help every entrepreneur I can. I got a goal of a million entrepreneurs this year to be able to show them that they can train their brain to transform their lives and businesses. I love that story. I love how you came to this. So a couple things. First, our listeners, I'll say, are roughly 80% entrepreneurs and 20% non-entrepreneurs, right? So you know, from stay-at-home dads and moms to you know, like my wife, actually, she, I don't know if she listens to my podcast, but um, but uh, but she's category, right? But you know, and, and and you know, college students, right? I mean, there's really it really runs people that are retirees. So it really runs. So I just want to point out for anybody listening that although you're kind of niche, you focus with entrepreneurs, right? This is if you have a brain, yes. <laughs> like don't yes. don't turn off the episode and go, oh, she works most with entrepreneurs. Yeah, 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 because they're humans too. Like, but if you have a brain, this applies to you, and that's actually the next question that I want to ask you. And before you answer, I want to create a little context, but are we wired for success in the brain? Like, is it natural? And I want to, the context I want to create is I did an episode a few episodes ago, and it was one of my favorite that I ever did. Kind of felt like I channeled it, like it just came through me. I was like, where did that come from? That was great. And I got a lot of feedback from it, but it was the idea that it was about human nature. And it was the idea that we're, you know, from my common sense, that's why I, I love your neuroscience approach. And I want you to kind of speak to this. But from my common sense approach, I went, wait a minute. You think about like our ancestors, we were wired to survive and rest. Mm-hmm. And that's about it, right? It's like the only time you got off your butt was not to achieve or be successful. It was to kill the buffalo. So you had something to eat. And then once you had enough to eat for the next six months, you just sat and ate for six months and enjoyed life and your family. And to me, that trying to figure out how we can get more and more back to that. But the point is, my whole episode from a common sense perspective, right, was about how our human nature, kind of the way we're wired is to survive and rest. It's not to achieve. It's not to transcend levels of consciousness, right? Like that's not what we're wired to do. We have to actually intentionally do things outside of our human nature that might be unborn. So I'd love for you to speak to that in how our brain is or isn't wired for success. Yeah, I love this question so much because 
it's at the core of what I do. Your brain's wiring and your neurochemicals that fire and wire your brain together, they do two things if it's uh, not consciously managed. It keeps to keep you safe, which is exactly what you're talking about. Make sure you have enough food, make sure you have shelter, make sure you're safe, and to keep things familiar. Mm-hmm. And that is its primary job. And if you don't mind, I'll kind of like dive in a little bit of yeah. why that is the way it is. So your brain is set up in a way, you've got like two main parts of it, right? It, there's lots of parts, but these are the main things. You have your conscious thinking brain that we're listening and talking with right now that we're thinking with consciously. And then you've got your subconscious or I'd like to even call it your automated process. Your subconscious is very automated. Its whole job isn't to be this mysterious thing that you can't get in touch with. Its job is to put on autopilot the things that you have told it that you believe. Your conscious thinking brain, it's the boss. Mm-hmm. And that subconscious mind's job is just to hear what you have told it over and over again in word and in picture And if you repeat it frequently enough, your subconscious goes, okay, got it. How believes that? So now what I'm going to do with that is I'm going to automate it. So he doesn't ever have to make any decisions around that again. I will just make sure I automatically think that because we get about 8,000 thoughts per hour. That's just too much for our brain's glucose to be able to handle. So if we have not done any of the process of conscious thinking or taking your thoughts off autopilot or doing some of the work that how you talk about in your books, then you have automatic program stories around success, around failure, around worth, around what you think you're able to do and not able to do and around your safety. And your brain is not wired naturally for success or for growth, it's wired to keep you safe, familiar, and alive. And when you're a child or a young adult, you start to create stories on how things are. You look in your environment and you figure out, okay, what's going to make me safe and what's going to make things familiar? Well, that's great if you had an amazing environment where everything was full of abundance and possibility and full belief and unwavering faith, right? (laughs) But if by chance, like my childhood and maybe yours, you had things that weren't great and you also had stories of like money doesn't grow on trees and you've heard stories of like, don't be too tall for your britches and all the little things that are said to us throughout our young life. And our young brains say, okay, for me to fit into this culture and stay safe, I have this story now that I don't have what it takes to become successful. I have this story now that I'm too much. Yeah, I heard that a lot when I was growing up. You're just too much, you yeah. know, you know. And um, or you have this belief that I'm not worth going and doing big things, so I'm going to stay small. All those thoughts did was leave the stress in your brain of the tension of you trying to step into the true value of who you are. So there was tension between who you knew you were meant to be and what you're environment was telling you and your brain said, let me give you the chemicals to create this story that now is programmed in your subconscious. All that scientific garbage to say (laughs) that you um, 80 to 90% of the daily actions and decisions that you're 
doing and making and thinking in your conscious brain right now is all run by and governed by that subconscious automated story that you probably created as a young adult or a child and you didn't choose it, but it's there. But the great news is with the idea of neuroplasticity, you can actually reprogram it to bring you exactly what you want. I love that. And you're so right. I mean, you said so 80 to 90% of the daily choices that we make, the actions that we take, they're automated through our subconscious. They are. Yeah. Right. And I'm reading the book right now. Um, Dr. Joe Dispenza, You Are the Placebo. You Are the Placebo. Great book. Great book. And uh, it's funny, I, I order more books than I read because it's easier to order them. And right, I mean, I think most of the time, right? you're in the middle of one book and then you order three new ones and then you're in the, you're like, yeah, it's, it's out of control. Amazon but, and uh, GoDaddy URLs are my addictions. Yeah. <laughs> no, I have a lot of those too. And when I got that book, it was a long book and I'm like, oh, I can't read. Like, I got enough other books I'm reading. This is too long. And yeah. finally, it was like serendipitous yesterday morning. I opened it and started reading it. And it basically talks about how you can change who you are as a person, right? Like you literally through this conditioning that Shannon's talking about, you can fundamentally change your subconscious and rewire it and reprogram it. And then therefore you change how you think and how you feel and how you react and how you respond and you know, all of the above. It's really infinite. Like there's nothing that you can't become. Yeah. For me, Shannon, I just want to share, you know, my entire life, I was considering myself to be very lazy, not especially, you know, smart. I mean, just really had a lot of negative like most of us do, right? Like I heard once someone said, we're all 14-year-olds in 40-year-old bodies. Yes. <laughs> like I'm still yes. that insecure kid yes. that picked on in school that, you know what I mean, right? Mm-hmm. And I've used affirmations and meditations, Miracle Morning, right? The practices mm-hmm. that you teach as well. I've used those to literally let go of a lifetime of insecurities that if I hadn't actively designed a new program, yeah. I'd still be that person. It, it wouldn't, you don't change happen by happenstance, right? Mm-mm. No. And one of the mistakes I will see a lot of people make, and I used to make it too. So I'm right there with you if, if you're doing this, is your average person. Hal, you know, you're not average. <laughs> um, your average person. Not, I'm very average, just doing different things. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So your, but your average person will like have a couple affirmations that they say that they kind of don't necessarily believe, but they say them anyway, which is still good. But then they have all these stories kind of governing. And I always compare it to like, if you've got your foot on the gas of your car and you've got your foot on the brake at the same time, and you're just so frustrated and you don't understand why you're not going anywhere, Mm. you have to take your foot off the brake. And it's not that you're not doing the right things on the gas. It's just the fact that your foot's still on the brake. And for me, those are, when I look into a brain scan, I can literally see these neural networks that are programmed with those stories of, I'm not enough. I don't have what it takes. And, and like you said, I'm lazy, all those things. And if you don't do the active work of what I call brain priming, and that's your unwavering faith and 100% belief and everything in your last book that I love, but it's also taking yourself through this process of what do I do when that story comes up? And leaning into the resistance that that story brings up for you and actually using a process to go through, I call it my mind matrix. It's part of my neurocoaching model, but it's, it's a step by step process of recognizing, recording it and refuting those stories and coming up with the truth that you can replace them with so that you start to literally prune apart that neural network that has that story on autopilot. And we've learned that if you can do that 
process for about 60 days, even if you've had those same thoughts for your entire years, you know, 40 years. Yep. And 60 to 67 days, we've learned if you can trust the process, if you continue to do this type of neuro coaching to yourself, then you can literally unwire or prune that neural network to the point to where that thought cannot actually jump. Thought is energy and it jumps from one network to the other. But once it's automated, it's actually a fused line. So it just doesn't even have to jump. When we do this removing of these stories or this mind matrix process, you actually prune those networks so far apart that the energy can't even jump. So you, you're, you've got a whole new pathway, which is what you've done through your process of um, unwavering faith and being 100% committed no matter what, is you've built this beautiful, big, humming freeway of a neural network that has refuted the old story. Hmm. You mentioned a couple of your methods that you work with people on, mm-hmm. your clients on. Um, brain priming you talked about and you talked about your mind matrix. You know, with what we're talking about, I want to give people some action so that they can go, okay, this makes sense. So I've got a whole arsenal of unconscious beliefs and thoughts and even behaviors, right, that are stored that aren't serving me. And we have a lot that do serve us, right? So it's not an yes. all nothing thing, of course. We have a lot that aren't serving you. Like in any, anything you don't have in your life, you can literally root back to your thinking about that thing. Think about that. If you're listening. Anything you don't have that you want in your life, you could root back to your thinking about that thing. So with that, I would love to hear what, if you could pick which technique you think is more uh, a good one to go first, but maybe brain priming, talk about what that is and how somebody can apply that. And, and if you, there's a different technique that you haven't mentioned that you think would be more valuable, but I'd love to give people just at least one actionable thing they can start doing immediately. Oh, I love it. So I'll give you both, but in different ways. So brain priming, it is what your tribe has been doing through the miracle morning and the miracle equation, because you have taught them how to put themselves in that future state now, but not just through affirmation. It's whether you really, I love it because when I follow your stuff, I'm like, you don't even realize your brain brain. It's so beautiful. So, you know, you're going through and you're not just affirming it. You're seeing it in your mind. You're imagining yourself there. You're like, I remember something that I read in, in the miracle equation when you talked about, like you physically could feel yourself there before you were actually there. Those that, using all your senses and not just a one or two dimension of an affirmation mm-hmm. is actually showing your brain what's real. This is what I really want your listeners to hear. Your brain does not know the difference between what is actually happening around you right now and what you vividly imagine over and over and over again. It builds the neural network the same way. And I won't go into like the amazing research I've been able to do with athletes and with pianists and entrepreneurs, but we've been able to show like learned behavior going to the right part of the brain when people are not even in the circumstance that they're training for. So it's really powerful stuff. Tons of research showing that if you are practicing this brain priming or really putting yourself in that future state every single day, that you really can create an actual neural network in your brain that brings that to you instead of you having to strive and hustle with like, you still got to work for it. You still got to do the actions, but your brain starts to work for you instead of against you. And I have um, an audio that I take my clients through and I'd be glad to give that to you if you want how for your tribe, just be able to listen to, to start to really prime in that success pathway. 
But I think the, the bigger tool and the tool that I would love to leave your listeners with is the tool of the my matrix because yeah. a lot of people don't realize when they think these thoughts and they just push them away, they think that they're like pushing it away with willpower. But what they're actually doing is putting it back in their subconscious just to come back up another day. So I really want to encourage your listeners to the best place to hear these subconscious stories. Unfortunately, it's not sitting on the couch and when everything's going great. (laughs) It's usually when you're putting yourself in a stressful situation or you're feeling resistance or you're taking some action that's bigger than you're used to taking. That's usually when the stories of who do you think you are, you know, I can't believe you would do this, those kind of things. And I don't want to put words to it. What really is important is to do these four steps when you start to hear what it is you're saying to yourself. So don't ignore it. Don't muscle it away and just, you know, keep going because you're just leaving that programming there. So I want you to really be that creator of your thoughts. And if you hear yourself say something, I'll just use my own example. When I was starting my podcast two years ago, I just had this fleeting thought of like, who do you think you are to start a podcast? It was like in and out of my mind in a second, right? Yep. Like, oh, but I'm really aware of those things because of doing this work. So I'm like, oh, no, no, not on my watch. You will not do that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so first, you got to recognize it. So that was that step. So I just want to encourage you as you're listening to this, lean into resistance, lean into stress or lean into those things that are uncomfortable for you because your brain will reward you with letting you hear what's kind of holding you back because it'll be louder then. So what I did is I, the second step, which is I just recorded it, but not in my head, I on a piece of paper because it brings it to a different part of the brain. We want to pull that out of your subconscious, right? So I wrote down, I don't have enough value to bring to the podcast. That's what I heard in my head. Hmm. And now the third step, usually as an adult, we'll naturally start doing it. We'll look at what we've written on that piece of paper. I don't have enough value to bring to this podcast. And you'll naturally start to refute that. So I did that. I naturally started saying, well, of course I do. I've helped hundreds of offline entrepreneurs build six, seven, and eight-figure businesses. You know, so I just started writing what yeah. my natural being was starting to argue with this obvious lie. It's interesting. When you see it on paper, you're like, that's a lie. Like, wow, I've really believed that. Yeah. But you start writing the truth. So that's the third step, which is starting to refute or go against or be the lawyer against that lie. But here's what I see a lot of people get tripped up right here in, is that they might be writing, I've done this, I've done this, I'm this. But in their mind or in their physical body, they're actually still agreeing with it. Even though they're looking at it, even though they see it's a lie, they're still kind of nodding their head. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know. So I want you to take this refuting step a little bit further. And that is this. I want you to think about the person that means the most to you, like that you would jump in front of a car for just, you know, your kids or your spouse or your best friend or whoever that person may be for you. Mm -hmm. For me in this circumstance, it was my son, Max. And I want you to think about, you don't actually go do this, but you out loud, put your lie on them. So it kind of looks like this. I imagined Max in front of me, but out loud, I said, Max, you don't have enough value to bring to the world. (laughs) And I don't know about you, but the Southern, like, I'll cut you if you hurt my children. Mama came out in me and I'm like, oh my gosh, that is not true. He has had the, he's had value from the moment he was born. God gave him this. He's this, he's this. So I just start writing again, not all in your head, 
writing it down, you're pulling it really in that conscious thinking brain. Well, that's what we call, or what I call a mirror truth. Because the reality is what you've written down for that person is a mirror of truth for you. It's true for you too. But we're, we have a negativity bias that, that we see nine times more negative than positive. You mentioned the, I've got to survive and I've got to flee from the lion or get my meal. That's why that exists in our brain is no. so we don't get harmed. We stay safe. But when it comes to these thoughts, it, it, we are just nine times harder on ourselves than anybody we would be, you know, that we love. So now you have like this refuting that you did as your conscious adult mind. And then you have what you put on the person you love the most. Those things become now your truth. And the only thing you need to do to remove that network now is to continue to practice that truth anytime that thought or that feeling comes up. And you're just literally creating a neural network, just like the brain priming creates a success pathway. This truth, priming it in your brain, every time you have the feeling or thought, weakens that neural network to the point where now you have this new truth that gets built in your brain. And if you keep trusting that process at about 60 days, that old story just literally in your brain, it literally disappears and you don't have to deal with it anymore. I love that. Will you go over the four steps again? I'm taking notes and I missed some of the steps. (laughs) So it's recognizing the real simple. So it's recognizing it first. Like, what are you actually saying? So a lot of times with entrepreneurs, they'll say, I have imposter syndrome. Nobody thinks I have imposter syndrome. (laughs) You know, we think things like, oh my gosh, what are they? You know, what are your actual words? So recognizing what your real words, what you're really saying to yourself. What's not the label for the words? Like if you were explaining to somebody else, you go, I have imposter, but like you said, that's not what you say to yourself. I suck. I can't do this. I'm who am I to do? You know, I, when I wrote the miracle morning, it was who in the hell am I to write a book about writing a really, you know? So yeah, exactly. That's so that's exactly what you'd write down. So step one is recognized. Step two is to record it. So that's what you're writing down on the paper. Please don't do this work in your head unless you want it to stay automated in uh, your subconscious because it just doesn't pull it out. Yeah. And then refute it is the third step. So go through that process of, you know, as an adult, what do you, you know, say in opposition to that lie? And then of course, putting that also on somebody that you care about so you can see the real truth. Yeah, I love that idea. Yeah, it really is powerful. Uh, and it really pulls it fully out into the, the realm of truth versus perception. And then repeat, you're just going to repeat, you're going to trust the process, you're going to continue to Use that piece of paper. Now, one of the things I do depends on how you learn best. Uh, I record those things. Like I'm, I'm a very tactile audio type. I've got to experience it. So that's how I learn best. So I will, um, if I have the bandwidth, I'll read it and listen to it. If I'm on the fly and it's something's happening in the moment, like I'm going on stage or something like that, I'll just listen to it in my ear, recording my own voice, saying the truth and the truth sets you free. It's literally in your brain. It literally sets you free because you now no longer are enslaved to that automatic program. And it's as simple as continuing those processes. And the good news is one of the things people will say is, oh my gosh, I probably have hundreds of these. You don't. You don't. You really have one to two core stories that all of the coping mechanisms have come from. And so when you get to the first big onion layer, it usually goes right to that deepest place. And um, you'll see so much freedom and so much movement toward 
who you genuinely really are meant to be because you're not being held back. You're not being, your foot's not on the brake anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I love this. If you're listening to this, you're listening to Shannon, right? I'm going to go over those four steps in a second. I want to make sure you have those down, but realize that you're born, you know, as a child, as a baby, like you're born with unlimited potential. And wherever you are in your life right now, consider that you don't need to do more or have more as much as you need to chip away at the limitations that you've allowed to limit you from doing more and having more. And when you chip away from those limitations as Shannon's process, as Shannon teaches, right, then there's nothing standing in your way, right? It's almost like we're all weighted down by all these limiting beliefs and stories that we tell ourselves that Shannon talked about. And when you just let go of those, you know, now you're free to fly, so to speak. And so I want to say the four steps again. Recognize. So this is her mind matrix, right? It's about replacing your limiting beliefs, behaviors, stories with empowering beliefs and stories and follow these four steps. Number one, recognize it. And specifically, she talked about write down exactly what you're saying to yourself. Not the label, not I am an imposter, blah, blah. But what are you actually saying? What are the words that go in your head every time you think about doing something that stop you from doing it? I'm not worthy. I'm stupid. I'm not as smart as who am I to whatever your exact words are. Step one is to recognize that. Step two, record it. You have to put it in writing. You can't count on your brain, which has a gazillion thoughts, a millisecond. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, yes. yeah, I mean, we all have, even those that don't have ADHD, we have some level of ADHD, right? Whatever you want Absolutely. to call it. Yep. So record it in writing. Number three, refute it, right? Robin Sharma talks about opposition thinking, that think the opposite. And I love your exercise, Shannon, right? One way to do this is by thinking about the person who means the most to you in your life and stating your limiting belief, putting it on them. Right. If you tell yourself that you suck or whatever, tell your child, you suck. You're not worthy. You're not smart in it. Right. You wouldn't do that. You know, I've heard it said before. If you talk to other people the way you talk to yourself, nobody would like you. (laughs) Right. Like you wouldn't have any friends because you're You're so hard on yourself. We're all hard on ourselves. So refute it. And then number four is repeat it. Right. You can't do this one. Your ROI in almost all things, exercise, personal development, spiritual depth. It's all ROI is determined by the amount of time you invest in the thing, right? If you work out for five minutes, you're going to get very little benefit. If you meditate for five minutes, you're going to, if it's every day, maybe, but right, the longer you go, the deeper you go. And to Shannon's point, the fourth R, the fourth step, you have to repeat this every day over and over and over. And then Shannon, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you said after 60 days, roughly, you can radically transform your subconscious. Was that the number that you gave? Yeah, it's so cool. So at 21 days, your the old neural network and the new one are equal. Again, you that's why it does not take 21 days to create or break a habit because that's what's happening. But it's right about 60 to even on the far side, 67 is the most we've ever seen in our studies that that new neural network is completely in control and automated. And now that old one is pruned apart. So it's between 60 and 67 days. And to me, that is such a worthy investment of time. Such a worthy investment. And you, you know, you mentioned something when you talked about your method of brain priming, mm-hmm. all of your senses with the affirmations, right? Yes. You may remember if you've read Miracle Morning, you know, listeners, 
I talk about that. I say, if you just repeat an affirmation to yourself with like no energy behind it, just I am committed to achieving my goals. Being yeah. a better <laughs> like yeah. it has a different impact. than if you're like, I am committed no matter what to give it everything I have until the last moment. And by the way, if you were looking right now, you'd see my hand is involved. <laughs> in this, right? I can't it. I'm fully, I'm intense right now. And you need to be intense, not in a negative way, but intense in a like, I freaking love you as in yourself, right? Mm -hmm. And you are better than this and you're going to show it today. Right now, we're going to step up. We're going to be the best we've ever been, right? You have to bring that intensity to any change that you're making, you know? So, Shannon. Poetry too, really quickly, Hal, just because like everything you're seeing going on around you right now, good, bad, and different is a reflection of what's programmed in your subconscious right now. Hmm. So if you lo- the things you love, keep going with, but if you're know, the bank account and the relationships and all those things aren't to the level you want them to be, then you got to put yourself in that future state of your brain now and show it how to get there. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And this is, you know, there's no new information, guys. This has been the way our brain has always worked. And it's been written about in books like Think and Grow Rich in 1937 and Socrates and Plato before that. Like, this works. And it's same with a miracle morning. I didn't invent any of those practices. And I think that a big problem is we are conditioned to look for new. Our society, the media, commercials, it's conditioned us to value new. And you don't need new, you need proven. And what Shannon has talked about today, proven by neuroscience, right? This is proven methodology that will work. And it's foundational. If you want to improve your outer world, it does start with your inner world. Mm-hmm. And the, the process that Shannon talked today. Shannon, any final thoughts or questions or comments? Or I don't know, questions, but any final thoughts? And then uh, I'd love for you to share where people can get in touch with you. And, and you mentioned a, a resource earlier that you'd give the listeners. Maybe you incorporate that into... Uh... Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, gosh, I would love to. So the only thought I really want to leave you with, like if you heard nothing else today, <laughs> is that you are the creator of your thoughts. And it's your thoughts that can create the future that you want. It really is in your control. We're always looking to get control over things. And you've been given control over this process in your brain if you start to apply it. So just be the creator of your thoughts. And yeah, you, if you want to connect, I'm uh, on socials at Dr. Shannon Irvin. And if you're interested in the brain priming and you want like a more passive way to do that, just to be able to listen to it, we'll set it up a direct one for your tribe, Hal, is just go to drshannonurban.com forward slash Hal, and you'll be able to get the brain priming audio. And the encouragement I would give you is listening to it right when you wake up in the morning and right before you go to bed. Those are two times that your subconscious mind is more open. And it's hence why the miracle morning is so amazing. <laughs> there you go. Well, Shannon, it has been a pleasure I really appreciate you and your wisdom and you're being open to sharing it and you articulate it so well. So thank you for being on the Achiever Goals podcast. Such an honor. Goal achievers, you know I love you and I appreciate you. And I hope you got as much value from the conversation with Shannon as I did. Um, She's freaking brilliant, which is why I, uh, during when she was interviewing me, I was seeing her brilliance and I'm like, oh, wow, I really would love to have you on the Achieve Your Goals podcast and share the wisdom with you guys. And but in conclusion, just you know, to echo what Shannon has said, it, it all begins and ends with your thoughts, your brain. And when I say it all, I'm I'm not you know, don't pick it apart and go, well, no, it begins and ends with God. Or yeah, you, you get what I mean. I'm saying if you want to improve your life, you've got to improve your thinking, right? You've got to improve your thinking. And I love that Shannon didn't just speak at the forty thousand foot level and give you some 
concepts uh, and philosophies, but she gave you four actionable steps, which are very much in alignment. If you practice affirmations as I teach in the Miracle Morning, right? It's really just her version of a proven practice that can transform your thinking and transform the way you feel and then transform your life. So I hope you will implement these steps. I appreciate you so much. I love you. And I will talk to you next week. Everybody take care. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the Achieve Your Goals podcast and to get access to today's show notes, transcript, and exclusive content from Hal Elrod, visit halelrod.com forward slash podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Achieve Your Goals podcast.